You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What up? How we doing? Welcome back. Episode 48 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. lot to get to today. A couple different things I want to talk about this past week uh, as far as the Giants in uh, in the news-related segment we have for this episode, uh, as well as uh, the, per usual, the upcoming, the preview of the upcoming Giants game this time. They're taking on the Washington football team in Week 9 at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Uh, as far as the news is concerned, big story coming out of East Rutherford this week out of MetLife Stadium, Quest Diagnostics Training Center, whatever you want to call it. Okay, It's the Golden Tate situation. The Golden Tate drama, whether it's on the field, whether it was on the field at MetLife Stadium against the Buccaneers or Instagram. There's a couple different things that have happened since Monday. Now recording this Friday night, so it's been about four days. Over the last four days, a lot of stuff has transpired uh, with Golden Tate and the organization. Um, First, he screamed, throw me the damn ball towards the sideline during the game after his first catch. And then after his late touchdown catch, he screamed, throw me the ball into the ESPN camera on Monday Night Football. His wife then went off the rails on social media, uh, criticizing the Giants' usage of him, basically criticizing Daniel Jones for not throwing it to him, saying he's open every single play. I don't know about that. Uh, And then so during this week, Joe Judge basically spoke to him at length and addressed it to the team and to the media. In his media session earlier this week, Joe Judge says, quote, it has to be team first for everyone in this building, every coach and every player. There are no exceptions for that. I'm not going to tolerate and put up with any kind of selfish behavior from anybody, close quote, getting that from Ryan Dunleavy of the New York Post. And then, after all of this on Thursday, Golden Tate was demoted to the scout team in practice. And uh, that hap- that occurred on Thursday as well as on Friday. So a guy that was once a starter is now on, not even on the backup unit. He's now on the scout team. Apparently, practice squad receivers are getting reps over him. Uh, and I think that's great. Listen, you're a veteran. You're over 30 years old. You're the team's number three, maybe number four target through the air. Slayton, Shepard, and Evan Ingram are all targeted over you, usually, for the most part. Stop thinking you're the top guy. Okay, I understand you got confidence. I understand you want the ball to be thrown your way. So does every receiver in the NFLs, in the history of the NFL. 
but you got to have a team first attitude. You can't be yelling, throw me the damn ball to the sideline and into the camera and having your wife go off the rails on social media. That can't happen. And it's not going to fly in Joe Judge's system, in Joe Judge's culture. And I love this punishment that Judge is implementing for Tate. Putting him, putting him on the scout team, potentially benching him for Sunday's game against Washington. Okay, Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo have not done something like this. McAdoo especially. Ben McAdoo was terrified to discipline Odell Beckham whenever there were some sort of, whenever he did his little antics or whatever. McAdoo was terrified of back, of Odell Beckham. McAdoo would have never stepped up to Golden Tate. And Joe Judge currently, right now, we are witnessing Joe Judge step up to Golden Tate. Okay, So I, I love these moves by Judge. I love these punishments. We'll see if they're... There's even further punishments, whether he's a healthy scratch for Sunday's game or not. I think uh, what Judge is doing is it sets a tone of how they're going to deal with that type of, you know, BS. And that's what it is. It's BS. Okay, it's crap. It's a distraction. I think Judge demoting Tate to the scout team and doing, and you know, coming out in the media and saying it has to be team first for everyone, I think that sets a tone for how they're going to deal with these types of situations. And uh, we'll see what happens with Tate. You know, as a Friday night, he could be a healthy scratch for Sunday against Washington. He may not be a healthy scratch. He may play. Um, but all in all, Thursday, Friday in the scout team, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I love the move by Judge. I think I think that's a good move. And uh, another another move by Judge I love this week was the how we dealt with the situation with Logan Ryan. By the way, I don't think, you know, just to clarify, I know they're 1-7. and seven. I don't think it's Joe Judge's fault. I think Joe Judge is really coaching this team well, and I think they're, he's, you know, it's great he's having them in games despite the fact they're not winning them. And uh, nothing wrong with, I don't, I, you know, I, I love Joe Judge up to this point. Um, and uh, another good move he made this week, I thought, you know, that's more, that's definitely more off the field is uh, the whole Logan Ryan situation. So if you didn't hear, it's a miraculous story. Okay, it was, you know, we, he, Logan Ryan spoke about it, I believe, on Wednesday night uh, in a Zoom session with the media. So Logan Ryan's wife, Ashley, was flying back to Florida after Monday night's game to go vote as well as to check on their family's home in Florida. And she was experiencing pain. She wanted to sleep it off. One of the Giants trainers, Justin Mayer, recommended that she go to the emergency room. Okay, don't try to sleep off the pains. Go to the emergency room. And uh, she went to the emergency room and they caught ectopic pregnancy. She underwent surgery. And Justin Mayer basically saved Logan Ryan's wife's life. Uh, so he went under, she underwent her emergency surgery after the doctors caught ectopic pregnancy. Uh, now she's doing okay. She's, you know, and Joe Judge basically said to Logan Ryan, you know, don't worry about football. Go fly. If you need to fly to Florida, go to Florida. You know, so I thought that was a great story throughout the week. Uh, It's great to see, you know, the organization take that, perceive the situation that way. Joe Judge to perceive the situation that way, you know, put family first and all that. So, that I liked. Okay, so Joe, Joe Judge had a good week, if we're going to be completely and totally honest. Um, 
with how we handled the Golden Tate situation, how we handled the Logan Ryan situation. They're two very different situations, if we're going to be completely and totally honest. And I thought that uh, Judge handled either situation um, pretty good. I mean, you can't complain about, you can't, you know, criticize Joe Judge for how we handled either uh, event. So shout out to the organization, shout out to Judge, shout out to the Ryan family, and shout out to Justin Mayer. Uh, the trainer for insisting that she go to to that Ashley go to the emergency room, which potentially saved her life. Um, all right. So per usual, we got our preview of this upcoming game: Giants and the Washington Football Team taking place at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Bet you didn't know the FedEx Field wasn't in D.C. Uh, I don't think I knew that until like I've known that for a long time. But I guess, I guess some people may not know. But whatever. couple Giants injuries for this game. Cornerback Ryan Lewis is out. He's on IR with a hamstring injury. He'll miss the next three games. Uh, Giants did not have him for the Week 8 loss to the Buccaneers. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. And Devontae Freeman is going to miss his second straight game. He was reported to be out on Friday. Uh, he'll be out with an ankle injury. Missed Week 8 against the Bucks with the same setback. He suffered it in the Week 7 loss to Philly. So the run game is going to be Wayne Gallman, Deion Lewis, and likely Alfin Morris, who was up from the practice squad against the Buccaneers. Giants will be looking to get back on the right track after two straight losses by a combined three points. They lost by Philly by one and Tampa Bay by two, as we all know. And Washington is maybe the only team they could beat on their schedule. That was what their one win was against. Through the, for the first, through the first eight games, their one win was against Washington. Week 6, 2019, Tay Crowder's go-ahead, scoop and score. You know the whole story. Uh, and the Giants could have a chance to get back on the right track, and I think they will, ultimately. I'm not going to predict them to win, because if you've been listening, if you're a regular listener, you know I like to utilize my reverse psychology. Sometimes it doesn't work. It actually, it actually hardly ever works, but whatever. We, st- we, try it, we try to utilize it each and every single week. Um... But I think the Giants do have a good chance in this game. There's a couple game game plan uh, aspects that I want to go over. This team's got to utilize Wayne Gallman more. I don't understand why they don't. He runs hard. He's elusiveness. He's definitely the most talented out of, when you look at him, Deion Lewis, and Alfred Morris. He's, Wayne Gallman's definitely the most elusive, probably the most talented. Uh He's combined for he combined for 116 total yards in the last two games combined. Had a rushing touchdown against both Philly and Tampa Bay. And when you take what he's been able to do, as well as the offensive line's improvement, and the offensive line was real good against um, Tampa Bay. Offensive line opened up the holes for Goldman against the Bucks, and so it'll be interesting to see if they can improve even further in those regards against Washington. You know, if the offensive line continues to develop against this tough Washington defensive line. Goldman has another decent game. I think the Giants could, you know, have a good chance of running the ball effectively against Washington this Sunday, which will be huge. Um, because, as I said before, this 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 def- not even just the defensive line. This entire Washington defensive unit is tough. You know, I mean, you got Chase Young and Montez Sweat on the defensive line. And then, you know, when you look at the big picture, if you can tire this entire defense out, by running the football effectively and efficiently, then it should open up the opportunity to do some other things offensively. You know, you could open up the play action. You could keep the defense on their toes, stay unpredictable, stay creative, which is what I say each and every single week. 
Uh, and yeah, they got, just got to run the ball effectively, efficiently, tire this defense out. And as far as the passing game is concerned, the quick passes worked against Tampa Bay. I know Jones didn't have the greatest game, but, you know, the, the quick passes worked, and they got to do that again. They got to keep this defensive backfield on its toes, and they got to keep this defensive backfield guessing and reactive because this Washington secondary is statistically the best in the league. 185.9 passing yards allowed per game. That's incredible. Uh, through half, you know, they've only played seven games, but that's still incredible. Uh, so the Giants, got they got to keep them on their toes, catch them off guard with quick slants, play action, as I said before. Um, and, you know, overall, just offensively, they got to be creative. You can't run a boring offense in today's NFL. It can't be done. It's impossible. Can't be a run-run pass. You know, this can't be a Ben McAdoo-type offense or a Pat Shermer or a Kevin Gilbride. It, it, it's got to be, there's got to be an up-tempo feeling to the Giants' offensive possessions. There's got to be, you know, momentum. It's got to be quick, down the field, you know, run the ball, play action, be effective, be creative. Even you saw some creativity against the Buccaneers. You throw back passes. You had the, you know, throw the pass to Tate and then Tate threw it back to, I believe, uh, Gallman, who... Um, who went for a first down? I, you know, they they got. I believe that was who went for the first down. I I remember Tate threw it. I'm my mind is foggy on that memory, but you know, all in all, they, they just got to be creative. Can't be boring in today's NFL. You have to have some sort of creativity. Got to have some sort of urgency in the offensive game plan. And I uh, just we just need Jason Garrett to do that on a consistent basis. We just need Garrett to figure that out each and every week. You know, can't be. Got to be effective, and you got to be creative with what you're doing offensively. Um, as far as it, as far as the uh, defensive side of the ball is concerned, okay, they got to get in Kyle Allen's head. He's a below average quarterback, maybe average at best, who cannot perform well when overwhelmed and pressured. Just like they got, just like how they have to be creative offensively. Giants got to be creative with the pass rush. Don't just utilize the same guys every time. Don't just utilize, you know, don't just send the same number of guys every time either. Utilize Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams, the two rookies, Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, Trent Harris they just picked up not too long ago. If they can utilize a number of guys and a number of different guys, don't just send the same number of people, the same people every time. Be creative with it, as I've said. If you can just do that, Kyle Allen will make mistakes. Okay, and it isn't an un- in co- impossible feat to accomplish either. It's not an impossible to get pressure on this Washington football team. And this Washington line is 30th in the league in allowed sacks already. 26. This football team offensive line has allowed 26 sacks through seven games. They're on pace for nearly 60 allowed sacks. That's horrific. That's absolutely horrendous. Okay, so... It's not, you know, it's getting pressure on Kyle Allen isn't going to be an unheard of scenario. It is 150,000% doable. Okay, so do it. Get pressure on him. It'll force him to make mistakes. And it's going to really help out this Giants defensive backfield that's obviously dealing with an injury to Ryan Lewis. They're, you know, one of their, who started three games with them before their injury and was looking to be their best corner opposite James Bradbury. Um, you know, they've had, they've had a shake. So now we're back to Isaac Yadam in that spot. So it's like, there's been a shake up all year at that spot. Obviously James Bradbury being the Giants top corner 
arguably the top corner in the league this year. I would say at least top three. Uh, and that other spot that was supposed to be DeAndre Baker's spot has been a shakeup. You know, Corey Ballantine wasn't great whatsoever to start the year. Isaac Yadam wasn't consistent. And Ryan Lewis is probably the better of the three, but now he's, you know, out for at least the next three games. So it's so with a defensive backfield that's dealing with an injury to a starter, getting pressure on Kyle Allen is really going to help that unit succeed. And um yeah. And if I had to say one more thing, don't have Jabril Peppers in coverage. Just just don't. Utilize Jabril Peppers more up near the line of scrimmage. Have him play up more in the box. Uh, rush the passer. He's another guy that can rush the passer along with the pat the you know edge rushers and linebackers that I said previously. Um, don't stop having uh, Jabril Peppers in coverage. I love him. He's a great player. Uh, he's he makes a difference in the defensive backfield and and in the you know in the uh, just on the defensive unit in general. But myself and I'm sure many other Giants writers, podcasters, fans would agree he's not the best in coverage. So. Try to have them not be in coverage as much as possible. Prediction time. Washington 21, Giants 17. I said it the opposite on EliteSportsNewYork.com. You can go check out the article, the betting article I put out Friday. Um, I said it would be the opposite on the SNY. Uh, Giants 21, Washington 17. But as we all know on this podcast, I like to utilize my reverse psychology. So I'm going to say Washington's going to win 21-17. to 17. And uh, yeah. I mean, if there's any week that this reverse psychology is going to work, it's going to be this week. I mean, this this Washington team has proven to be the one team the Giants can beat um, at all. You know, Daniel Jones is 3-0 and against Washington, and I believe he's 1-16 against the rest of the NFL, which is crazy. Uh, through a season and a half of him being on, through 20 starts, at least, of him being on the team. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to say Washington 21 Giants 17, uh, Giants dropped to 1-8. and eight. Hopefully hopefully the reverse psychology works. So Giants kick off at FedEx Field, 1 p.m. Eastern time uh, against Washington. Looking forward to that game. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 48 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the podcast on wherever. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And all right, I'm out of here.